0: Hi guys and happy Friday, welcome to Unapologetic Live, I'm your host Amla Bonobie, Taylor sitting in the hot seat today, and Scott's in the producer's bay. Ayo. Hi. So today we're going to be reviewing a movie that we all begrudgingly watched. (laughs) So
1: fun. Why do I let you do these things to me?
0: Ah, you know, I'm just like uh, the puppet master at this point. But I saw a lot of people talking about this film that recently came out on Hulu called Not Okay, and we'll get into the synopsis of it. There will be spoilers ahead, so if you have not watched the film and you plan on watching it and you don't want anything spoiled, this might not be the episode for you. But I saw it was really popular among millennial and and Gen Z people who were watching this and going, you know... This film is such an interesting commentary on, on politics and social media and, and influencer culture and all these fun little things that I was seeing on the internet, so I figured we would hop in and watch it since politics, Gen Z, and, and influencer culture and social media is sort of in our... Wheelhouse,
1: yeah, and it was it, you know I'm not used to looking at the the Gen Z's own takes about itself basically and right. what it, and and the world that they their own portrayal or their own understanding of the world that they live in, um, and it was an interesting look to say the least.
0: Yes, it was. I will say, if nothing else, it kept my attention throughout the whole film, and I was <laughs> able to watch all the way through without getting bored. But before uh, we get into our commentary, guys, please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we go live. That is typically at three p.m. Pacific. 6 p.m. Eastern, and every time we post a short clip or shorts for you guys. Now, let's get into talking about not okay. Right, so Not Okay focuses around a young girl played by Zoe Dutch. Her name is Danny in this movie. Danny happens to be a very self-centered photo editor who's working at a media outlet of the name Depravity. Very, very much on the nose here. But Danny has other aspirations and ambitions. She wants to be a very famous writer. How she gets there is not very wholesome. One day she decides, because her guinea pig gives her the idea, we'll maybe talk about that later, she She's going to Photoshop pictures of herself in Paris and post them on the internet saying that she's at a writer's retreat. Little does she know that minutes after posting that video or that picture on Instagram, Paris is going to experience a string of terrorist attacks and her phone is going to blow up with people being concerned about her whereabouts and how she's doing. Now, Danny, instead of saying, you know what, guys? I posted these fake pictures of myself in Paris. I wasn't actually there. Leans into the false narrative and starts pretending that she is a survivor of terrorist attacks. She wants to become a writer in this way, write an article about it, ends up going to a support group where she meets other survivors of vicious attacks, one in particular by the name of Rowan Aldrin who is a young woman who has survived a school shooting and lost her sister in the process of that school shooting. So Danny and Rowan become very quick friends. Rowan helps her write a famous article that goes out with the hashtag I am not okay and hashtag I am not okay becomes a trend all over the world with young Gen Z people hopping on the internet to talk about how they're actually feeling. Danny rises to fame and hops onto Rowan's already famous activist route and they start working together as a a famous pair of activists when it comes to things like violence and terrorism. Obviously, this all falls apart when Danny is exposed by a co-worker who finds out she's lied about being in Paris, and Danny has no redemption arc in this movie whatsoever. It goes viral that she is lied because she is forced to admit the lie. She gets hated on and told she's a, a girl who benefits from white privilege and that she's a liar and becomes an international icon for being somebody who is deceptive and lied about being part of a terrorist attack. And Rowan goes on to perform a very famous poem uh, where she says basically F you Danny I do not forgive you I am a victim you are not and uh, we'll both go our separate ways and that's how the movie ends
2: that was very well done <laughs> uh, you're, you're getting really good at these synopses. <laughs>
0: I'm working on it I'm working on it once we get a few more under our belt I'm just gonna be banging these out <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about it. Like, what are, what are some of the major themes that you guys recognized in this film other than just the general air of, of, of wokeness?
1: I would say definitely victimhood, um, trauma and, uh, trauma being the, your, your source of, uh, power or something that, that can, you can weaponize to become uh, your voice and uh, the social media influencer culture, just a critique of that, the nihilism of Gen Z. Um, But more than anything, yeah, just there's nothing worse than a
2: fake woke person. Yeah. Yeah. I would also add to that um, the conflation of love with fame, likes and and everything on social media at large. Um, I think that was the, that's essentially what Um, Taylor was talking about right there I
0: think yeah well let's start with the social media point like throughout this entire film everybody is connected to social media in some way shape or form it's very like I said very on the nose that she works for a journalistic media outlet if we want to go and really call what they're doing journalism but called depravity they're trying to make it very clear throughout the film that that social media is something that can sort of degrade the mind and degrade uh, people's uh, authenticity and throughout it Danny is not the only person lying on on social media and constantly connected to it you'll see people filming everything throughout the film and that's a constant feature it's just people filming what's happening in front of them with their smartphones as well as a male character well which probably an antagonist is what they would deem uh in this movie who danny is somewhat in love with named colin who is a just utterly fake media influencer with a fake accent and then goes to fake parties surrounded by fake people so that's a clear theme throughout the entire movie
1: Yeah, and to be fair, and and maybe something in the movie's favor, is that it does kind of accurately portray Mm -hmm. the reality of that world and the influence of social media right. culture and how it makes this this fomo culture this i'm going to perform up my life to try to get likes and clicks and like i think we've seen studies uh where x percent of gen z wants to be uh, some kind of tiktok star or it's one in four influencer one in four Yeah, results. yeah the hill came out with an article
2: this yeah. week i think two days ago talking mm-hmm. about that that's Mind blowing. It's yeah. insane. It's well, like why that, wouldn't
0: you want that? Yeah. In the
1: world that we're living in, when you grow up with, it's like what what else is there to aspire to, like the traditional things of like wanting to, I don't know, go out and accomplish things, build, build a family, build a career that seems to not have as much appeal as just, hey, let me be I can be like uh, one of these famous YouTubers or TikTok stars who's living in the mansion in the Hollywood Hills and hanging out with all the cool people. So anyway, I think the movie effectively captures that culture, but it's really not ultimately a commentary on that.
0: No, it's kind of like a sub <laughs> subtext mm-hmm. throughout the entire film. Uh, but they do, like like Taylor said, they do quite literally nail that. She goes to an influencer party, and it's it's sponsored by this dental company, and they have the influencer sit down and pop in the little the little dental application, and they take pictures, and then they move on to the next and move on to the next. Mm-hmm. So they do uh, truly understand sort of like the factory settings of being uh, an influencer and being on social media. Outside of that. Let's go into, you know, Danny's descent into madness when she lies about being uh, part of this terrorist attack. And there's this phrase that's used throughout the film of the the internet turns victims into villains, and Danny's whole storyline in this movie ends up being a person who's apparently a villain being turned into a victim through this false storyline, and like Taylor said, it's sort of taking down people and saying, you know, if you're not really woke, if you're not really a victim, if you're not really part of a, a minority group, you have no place in the conversation, or at at least if you do, your place is on the outskirts, so stay in your lane.
1: Right, so when she stumbles into with witnessing this this terrorist attack or being a trauma survivor, mm-hmm. all of a sudden she's got a golden ticket to being accepted, being in the in-group, finding that fame, finding that attention, finding that sympathy that she's always wanted. Right. And so, yeah, rather than, like you said, doing the right thing, she uh, leans into that and, and owns it and uh, just rides it as far as it'll take her.
0: Yeah, and I feel like this movie could have been a critique on that system. Like, Rowan's character is a girl who happened to be at a school that got shot up, happened to lose her sister in that fight, and in that, just take a clear, just a clear route straight into stardom. You could critique that so hardcore and say, like, we should not be making celebrities out of these kids who have been victimized by by our culture or by somebody else because when you do that, they attach themselves to that victimhood. And Rowan's character throughout the film is so attached to her victimhood. And obviously, it's a very traumatic experience to go through. And, you know, nobody can speak to an experience like that. But... There's this clear message of, no, she's going to be attached to this for the rest of her life. It's going to be a driving force in everything that she does for the rest of her life. And she's going to gain celebrity because of that. People want to hear from her because they want to hear about this traumatic event that has happened to her because it's so far removed from anything they've ever experienced in their lives. And you could have gone that's kind of gross. That's kind of yeah, gross. it totally
1: gave me Greta Thunberg vibes. You know, right? Like, right. This young child is paraded out there, um, and just the more angry you can be, the more uh, authentic your and inspiring your message is. And it's yeah. like the how dare you! I mean, that that was totally the the same vibe I was getting from. And by the way, like the, the you you did experience something traumatic, and you should mm-hmm. you it, it's it's right to be angry. But yes. we talk about this on the show all the all the time when we hear like some of these radical leftists go on these viral screams we're like, just because you're angry, it doesn't mean you're right or that you have the right solution. You have to, we should feel passionate and we should care, but we should also not let that overcome logic. And so it's, it's, but the movie doesn't leave room for that. The movie is just right. like... Get traumatized, yep. weaponize that trauma, and use it to be an angry activist. Yep. And yeah, that is that is the hero, is it's, the person who's an activist.
2: Yeah, completely. It's in it's insane that the there was a line within the movie that directly spoke to that. It was your pain is your biggest asset, your greatest uh-huh. asset. That is that's just a recipe for um, pursuits uh, with anger, teeming anger, um, pursuing everything you do in life and and trying to succeed. And and to your point, I don't think. Um, you can almost flip that phrase on its head the um, the the internet makes uh, victims into villains yep. it 's like i don 't think they realized they were also pushing the message of the internet also makes villains into kings and queens and right. that was that's to your point earlier was is what people are pursuing on on these platforms
0: yeah, there was no message of like I know something horrible happened to you, but how do we how do like how do we work through this right. how do we work through this in fact, the film being named not okay, I should explain. Obviously, we explained it's because of that hashtag, I am not okay. But it also drives in this idea that, you know, I know you're trying to lead your normal life, guys, but if you're not okay, you hop up and you scream that you're not okay. And it precipitates into this huge internet trend where everybody is jumping on the internet, talking about why they're not okay, talking about everything that's wrong with their lives, talking about all the trauma they're working through. And in some ways, it's fine. Like, it's fine to acknowledge those things, but the message was not like, let's work through this. Yeah the message was like no you're not okay you're going to stay not okay you are a victim and you're going to stay a victim
1: exactly it could have been like this movie could have been so many things uh, it could have been a critique of this victimhood culture but instead it enshrined it and it said it's a good thing for you to be a victim and you should lean into that and own it and, and your worth and your identity should be attached to your victimhood right. and it's not about moving you back toward if you experience trauma mo- reintegrating you into a healthy life and healthy relationships and a, and a healthy purpose it's about internalizing your trauma, Making, leaning into and drawing from the anger uh, from mm-hmm. it. It's like I was getting like Star Wars Sith Lord vibes. Yeah, from it exactly. <laughs> your
2: your pain is your greatest you, asset. Yeah, that's a hundred percent the Sith the Sith way.
1: Uh huh. Feel yeah. your anger. Yeah. <laughs> it's like exactly. So draw from your your trauma and then become an activist. And that is literally the message of the film. Be not yeah. okay, and then use that to be an activist. And the worst thing you could do is just be like a normal person who has a yeah. healthy life. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's interesting because the 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 movie opens up by warning the audience, you know, that you're going to meet an unlikable female no protagonist gosh, uh, during this film. And when you watch Danny, I, I didn't feel really any hate towards this girl watching it. I didn't feel like she was particularly unlikable other than the ways that they very on the nose tried to make her be unlikable. She's mm-hmm. somewhat self-centered. She ignores people that don't serve her and don't serve a purpose in in her, her growth towards fame and being this writer. So in that, in those ways, she is unlikable. But what I just recognize is Danny is wholeheartedly a product of everybody else who is around her in this film and the people the culture, around her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And all the people around her in this film who are contributing to the creation of this girl are just completely redeemable. They've done nothing wrong because they are actually parts of a minority group. And you can see Danny, who's just like this normal girl. She was raised in a two-parent household. Her parents clearly have a lot of money. And because of the culture that is created with wokeness, she is chasing victimhood. There's this part where she's in uh, an elevator talking to two... Queer co-workers of hers And they're like hey we have a queer bowling thing That we're going to and they're talking about it in the elevator And she's like oh I want to go I want to go And they're like uh it's only for Queer people she's like I kissed a Girl once in college does that count As anything and they're like no Danny You're not bisexual you're not a part of this Group and then she stumbles into Being a part of the survivors group when She posts this picture on, uh, on Instagram of her being in Paris So she's just constantly chasing Trying to be a part of a minority group which is clearly like the cool and fun thing to do in in the modern day
1: yeah like there's no way to be in Mm -hmm. unless you somehow get traumatized or unless you somehow become oppressed in some way it's ultimately i was laughing with scott because it's like all this stuff always ends up back i I always say it but ends up back in like a marxist worldview of of, of oppressors and oppressed and so there's no way to be in the in group uh Unless you have some form of oppression or else the best you can do is just shut up and be an ally. And she didn't. That's not where she was at the beginning of the movie or at least not well enough. She wasn't aware of that. Yes. And I guess that's the lesson she learned by the end of it or was supposed to learn. Right. But at no point yeah. is it this uh, come into a healthy world where each person is an individual and we can uh, contribute our own ideas and, and uh to to the world and negotiate your identity with with the real world it's all about what intersectional oppression group do you fall into Mm -hmm. and then you you uh be an activist and try to take down the big, scary uh, system of uh, patriarchal oppression that's up there. It's the same old stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy, too, because y- you think about you were bringing up, oh, just shut up and be an ally. Right. I, I feel like this was almost a, an unintended message toward those allies out there um, who mm-hmm. are supporting, say, BLM and, and all the other movements out there, feminism, uh, what have you. And I feel like this was a weird message to white women at large oh, yeah. who are, quote unquote, you know, of the, the oppressed group of females mm-hmm. out there and fighting against the patriarchy. But it was also like this, this message to them like, hey, you are cannibalizing our, um, you know, our status, meaning uh, a black female status in, in Rowan here. Right. You're cannibalizing our status by doing what you're doing. And it's time for you to take a seat. Like you need to take a seat, even though you're oppressed, you're not as oppressed as us.
0: Exactly. You know, like we we were talking this morning, Drew Barrymore was okay, trending sorry, yeah. on Twitter, trending on Twitter because Drew Barrymore posts this picture of her frolicking in the rain. And apparently she
1: was expressing black joy. Amala. That's right, black joy. She right, was appropriating right. it.
0: Apparently that trend of frolicking in the rain and, and laughing about it and saying, go out in the rain is a black thing to do on TikTok. And Drew Barrymore is not black. So she's appropriating black joy.
2: Yeah,
1: it's you know, and it, it, again, wow. joy is a human universal. Like, there's yep. no such thing as I mean, a black person can have joy and express that in a uniquely in a uniquely cultural cultural way or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to express joy. You don't have a, a monopoly on uh, frolicking in the rain. Right. That's a very strange <laughs> world view. But it's anyways,
0: just it's, insane.
1: But this movie very much lives in that logic.
0: Yes, it does. It does, and throughout this, most of the film is clearly a critique on white liberalism and white people who claim to be a part of the movement but don't truly understand what they're doing. And then of course the separate critique of people being willing to lie about victimization in order to gain fame. But on the outskirts of it, there are little they they are little jabs to conservatives because they have to put that in there. They have to make sure they let everybody know that I know they're not the focus of this movie, but still yeah, a few guys. Uh, so while Danny and Rowan go to a protest of some sort, a rally surrounding gun violence and terrorism. While they're on stage, these white male conservative men throw little, like, Poppers, what do you you call them? Fireworks. Fireworks Yeah, little fireworks down at their feet and trigger Rowan's PTSD from her school shooting. And then they call them little liberal snowflakes and say, look, snowflakes are so easy. And somebody videotapes Rowan experiencing her PTSD and having an anxiety attack. And it goes all over the internet where conservatives are hopping on and saying, you guys are libtards, you guys are so sensitive, I can't believe something like this affected you. And Rowan says the alt-right is going to crucify me for this.
1: Yeah, very on the nose. I will say, this movie kind of... I was going along with it. I was okay with it. I was like, okay, it's kind of like a Gen Z mean girls with, you know, obviously a little bit of the woke stuff, but it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm here. But when it got to this scene uh, of the... First of all the caricature of the guy saying take this snowflakes with libtards mm-hmm. and like dropping fireworks I'm not saying okay they, there's maybe a world in which that that happens it's I guess it's not totally unreal right. but then the the next scene um, Rowan's in her hospital bed and uh Zoe's character, uh, Danny comes and visit, visits her, and she's basically saying, no one's going to take me seriously anymore. I've lost the strength of my message because I had my panic attack and mm-hmm. my anxiety attack when uh, when they b- popped off these fireworks. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no one... People, the internet in the world that we live in is only going to take you more seriously right. because of that that only makes you more authentically a victim and pretending like you don't know that well, just as where like the the realism of the movie was completely lost on me I'm like she has to be aware right. that, uh, that that this is I mean like in the same way because it, it contradicts the own logic of the movie because in the same way that Danny sees on her own victimhood mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Rowan is completely ignorant of it it's like come on we know we know what's going on here this is and it's not to say like okay okay, yes, people can experience a a, a panic attack and after being triggered by their PTSD, like, that's a horrible thing. Um, But just for the movie to then go from like, oh, this woman's so pure, she would never even, you know, she would think that her whole message is lost
2: after this. I was like, no.
0: It's the same woman who says the pain is your greatest strength. And then she goes through this thing and goes, oh, people are going to hate me because of this.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's like, as long as emotion is attached to it, um, then it's validated. It's Mm like, and the more emotion and the more anger and the more pain, that you have the more validated it is the better it is the higher pedestal it's it's placed upon um it's actually yeah yeah, very right
0: very much right and you can tell just like some characters who haven't gone through as much pain are just sort of like pushed to the side a little bit the guy there's a guy in the support group who was present at the ariana grande concert that got bombed and they're just like huh he's funny
2: (laughs) yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah and and it's kind of ironic too that there's a guy who uh, I incorrectly thought was going to be the love interest at the very beginning. The the coworker who's like of uh, Indian South Asian descent. I uh, mean, Kelvin. And, yeah, yeah, Kelvin. And they like keep forgetting his name, and he's like this forgettable character. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's interesting that they just make this minority who's supposed to be somebody who's in the oppressed, but maybe just because he's a man, he's like a forgettable thing. and Maybe that's they're just really trying to box out. Right. They didn't let any strong male characters in this movie, or any like important characters that are male Not at all. Her dad was a total like emotional wreck, simp. Uh, and yeah, the, crying the and
2: babbling, babbling like yeah. I just right. did, like the whole time. You know, it's just <laughs> right. yeah, it's it's horrible stuff. Um, there was also something too. Um, we were talking about you know when they threw the fireworks and everything before that all happened. Before Danny went with Rowan to that to that entire rally. Um, remember she was like, "Hey, I would love to perform with you."
0: Yeah. Um, yep. there's
2: something to mm-hmm. that word usage, the mm-hmm. performance of it all. It's 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 this sort of just staged um you know look at me um yeah. i may be i may be promoting this message but uh th- the fact that they use the word performance i don't know if it's because they wanted to show that the the white woman is just can't understand that mm-hmm. it's not a performance this is like my my truth you know in in right. their words um but it's also um it, it's interesting because like when when all of this went down and danny was exposed remember she wrote the she wrote the uh she wrote the the note saying like, Rowan, I will do better. Yeah, You know, that's very much the message of like all allies, you know, yes. especially during BLM, those who kneeled, it's this self-flagellation in mm-hmm. public, in the public square that, you know, I, I will, I will change for the better, even though I'll never understand. I will, I will start to change. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's like the wokeism religion mm-hmm. and, and people paying penance to, mm-hmm. to the, the woke religion the woke god it's 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 so strange
1: but, but there is actually no forgiveness for you and no exactly. redemption for you and like there even the the movie itself in their little title cards in between uh segments it's kind of segmented off and the last one is i don't get a redemption arc mm-hmm. and i yeah. thought it was really interesting how um you know she wrote she wrote her apology publicly and it uh and it was very like inauthentic and people kind of just wrote it off mm-hmm. and piled on her so they didn't take her apology seriously and then when it was time for her to apologize to uh rowan and she had the note written out on her phone it, sh- it del- i think they deliberately let you read the note a little bit uh-huh. mm-hmm. and it just feels like a very generic like vanilla sort of like right. i promise to do better you're so great all this learn. stuff that like a, the the basic white girl would say but she doesn't even have the opportunity to deliver that apology because it's like she realizes how un- either she realizes how unimportant it is or the movie is just trying to communicate that like we don't want to hear your apology we don't want to hear your right. apology uh, pri- if you're a privileged person the, it, it doesn't matter your voice has been the, the voice long enough you just need to uncenter yourself Take let her take the stage literally metaphorically yeah. um, and you know get out of the way and no one cares about your apology she's not going to accept it anyway she just said we will never be okay mm-hmm. and right. that, that's just a perfect metaphor for right. the, wo- the woke world in which no matter Matter how apologetic you may be, uh, you're you're not. It's not going to be enough. You the best right. you can hope for is just being an ally that is quietly, uh, you know, uncentering yourself and and being make and going out and making movies like this. And that is yeah. like the best you can hope for is is you engaging in this performative activism and making your whole life a meaning around reinforcing these narratives it's not about actually creating a healthy world where people are forgiven where people are restored to healthy relationships where people can be redeemed and and continue on with their lives and find meaning and 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 undo some of the damage that they've done none of that is anywhere in the cards it's all just like join the movement or shut up and uh just get in our wake and that's that's it
0: yeah that get really woke is. or get out yeah, <laughs> yeah and danny virtually in this film i think she does she does virtually everything wrong in this film, and it's not to say that anything that she did is like justifiable in any no, way, shape, or was form. She's a horrible person. Obviously. She's horrible. She did <laughs> horrible things and a horrible person. Um, but yeah, there is a clear message of like you're gonna live with this for the rest of your life, and you're gonna be doing learning surrounding this for the rest of her life. I think the only person who forgave her by the end of the film was actually her father, who mm-hmm. ends up hugging her. Uh, uh, but there is a clear message of like you're going to live with this for the rest of her life. At one point, her mom's like, I don't know how you're going to ever get a job. I don't know what we're going to do about this. Like, your life is going to be over. Yeah. All these things. Like, she
1: asked her mom to, if she would, like, could have some a cup of hot cocoa to comfort yeah. her. And, and the mom just, like, like threw a, pa- <laughs> a dra- packet <laughs> yeah. on her. Which yeah. is like, okay, I get. It. You need to feel the rate of your actions, but also, like... You're she's getting wrong. death threats yeah. and docs and she's retreating to the safety of her home. Like you're the only people she has in right. the world to turn to. Like you can give a little bit of comfort. Right. Uh, and it was the movie letting the dad be the one to like be the accept her and forgive her. Just a way of saying the old white man is always going to be okay with yeah. keeping things how they are. Yeah. and going to accept you if you don't become woke. <laughs> right. yeah.
2: I, I saw it as like the, uh, the effeminate man being the mm. one uh-huh. to, to accept and to care for and to, and to, to, cuddle with uh to keep you safe um, right it's, it's just like another chop at the knees for masculinity who mm. you know the mm. the two roles would be switched with the mother and the father usually mm-hmm. so um there was that, that her mom definitely wore the pants yeah, yeah.
0: like definitely it was like stoic and strong and the father's just constantly just it's in an, an emotional, emotional... yeah yeah yeah
1: Bob and Fight Club.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But outside of of political commentary on this, this movie wasn't great. Like, even if I was going into this with the woke mindset, this movie was not great. Uh, The driving force for plot advancement, where Danny even gets the idea to fake going to Paris is her guinea pig running across her keyboard and accidentally Photoshopping a photo of her. I
1: got to give credit to the name Guinea Weasley. That made me laugh. Love I loved that. That's
2: a Harry Potter fan. Yeah. yeah, my wife nudged me. She's like, hey, Guinea Weasley. Yes. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I get it too. At least there's that. At least yeah. there's that. I
1: mean, I, I honestly, like, it, it could have been okay. <laughs> it <could've, laughs> but it was not okay. But it, but it was not okay. It could have been. But, the but, acting
0: was left... It,
1: yeah, I mean, it could have been like a a more traditional like uh, like I said, like a Mean Girls, but updated for this generation. Sure, sure. It could have been a commentary on social media culture. It could have been a commentary on victimhood culture, but it just had to be a a woke message, or just mm-hmm. a woke worldview message, and and everything else that it could have been was kind of just lost in that for me. Um, and so I don't know. I th- I was I was okay with, and I thought it was actually like a good like storyline to yeah, say yeah. okay this writer desperately wants attention she's lies lies mm-hmm. about being a victim all this stuff like that's that's an inherently interesting story some of the writing was a little on the nose yes. uh, mm-hmm. over and over again with like the caricaturing of the conservatives and uh, I don't know all of the naming of the place that she worked yeah but you know, uh, all in all, and just like yeah, how like obviously Pete Davidson, Justin Bieber, the influencer guy was.
0: Oh, <laughs> we didn't even hit on the the uh, political gentrification was also a oh, note yeah. in this film oh, yeah. too. But uh, you'll you'll see that. Yeah, there it's was very like a fancy beginning.
1: coffee shop that had a homeless person right outside of it in that neighborhood, and the homeless person's like the, well, the one who understands what's going on, right? And you know. the
0: influencers go for matcha, but they're like, ugh, I don't me. live here, no. <laughs> 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 live here? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, 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 but there's there's things. Yeah, there's like it,
1: there was enough there to like make a decent like you know satire of, mm-hmm. of the times and like a fun age, coming of age movie but again like even mean girls there's totally redemption arc there's totally like a good lesson to be learned mm-hmm. there's totally like uh you her re- making amends for the wrongs that she's done and being reintegrated and there's like a hopeful you know narrative and this one is just like be an activist, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and be a real or shut activist. up if you're privileged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So
2: yeah. I I agree with you. the 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 overarching like concept of of someone being so um so like needy for attention yeah. and so like the lengths that they'll go to to get that. Um, I think that's an interesting concept, especially in today's day and age, and in, in, like embedding that into social media. Um, and then having something as horrible as a terrorist attack happen. I mean, those are great. Right. Those are great storylines. Um, the issue is, is like they shoved every every leftist tentpole talking point into the story, and I think that ultimately just jumbled it all because, like, there while they had all the tentpoles, there was no depth to any of those tentpoles. Yeah, besides yep, yep. maybe the ally ship and 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 those things like that. Yep. That kind of got across more than than other things you know yeah. you had like the gun control exactly the gun control came in um you know you could you could throw in the abortion was sprinkled yep. in there a little bit which just mm-hmm. how blase just she b. was about plan b and mm-hmm. and and whatnot and obviously that's a much larger and and uh deeper um huh. issue at, yeah. at large that needs to be discussed and it mm-hmm. was just like yeah flippantly thrown in there
0: yeah yep, yep. I would say if you want the the story structure, like the of of the plot and what Danny is experiencing, but you want it done well, Dear Evan Hansen is the way to go, and it's a exactly very similar plot structure to this, very similar situation for the protagonist, but actually in a redeemable arc. Uh, watch it as either the movie or the musical, although I do re- recommend the musical. But uh, yeah, it's I, I would be actually not shocked at all to hear that this movie was heavily inspired by Dear Evan Hansen because it's very, very similar and just a uh, just a great value version of it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, I think that sums up our thoughts. We yeah. have to score the film oh, yes. as a film itself outside of politics. OK, what mm. are we thinking An out of 10?
2: I'm going to give that a three point. 3. five.
0: Three point <laughs> five. Like I said, kept my attention. I was never bored.
1: Yeah, I mean it had me like 75% of the way through I was still kind of like okay, but then whenever they... You know, took off the mask and revealed the true colors. It was like, okay, that just kind of poisoned the mm-hmm. well for me. So I don't know. I'll I'll be a little more generous and give it a five.
0: Okay, mm. five. And then uh, woke, the woke scoring. What how? is the woke
1: score? Is it ten out of ten? Is the means it's really woke, or is it zero out of ten because it's so woke it's just bad?
0: I think ten out of ten means it's really woke. Okay, yeah. so
1: how woke is it? I mean God. That's, it's
0: up there, man. I think it's honestly like an eight and a half, a nine. It's pretty woke.
1: Yeah. Just because yeah. everything that happens is really just like a backdrop against which the woke message can can come across. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's like a ten. Yeah. yeah. There's I no mean, that was the point that this movie was made.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean and sometimes it's just like full force. There's points in the film where they literally say I hate straight people there's points in the film where it's like oh yeah it's so fun to be a minority Mm -hmm. it's just very very clear in a
1: way she's a caricature of a person who's like you a false, falsely woke. Yeah. You know, it's not even, this movie's not even anti conservative. And I mean, obviously, with the just like, just a little, yeah, yeah, portraying the caricature of the conservatives and the alt right guys and all that. Right. And can't, the internet trolls and whatnot. Like, it's, it's funny because that's like how they view conservatives as the Yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, but it's really like the Zoe's character represents uh, just the person who's insufficiently woke and insufficiently apologetic for her privilege. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And doesn't, doesn't get it how to be a true activist. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah this Sorry, is, Scott. yeah. Definitely a ten out of ten on okay, the I wanted
0: to leave room for like growth. I want to leave room to be wowed by well, something else. Mm. Uh-huh. Well,
2: there's also the fact that Quinn Shepard, the the I believe she wrote and directed it. Um, she she's actually engaged or married to the character that said I hate straight people in in the uh, elevator. So like, uh, when when sense. I found out like all that information, it was kind of just like, okay, this this person is definitely coming from a a single lens viewpoint and, yeah. and there's really no deviating from it. It's uh, like, I had a hard time finding anything outside of that, yep. that uh, viewpoint. Yeah. Like
1: that, well, for the note movie review, we reacted to some stuff that Jordan Peele had said. And, and um, this, and it, and that does color your interpretation of the films because you get to hear from right. the horse's mouth, like what they intended you okay. to get in in this film and i did look at a couple of things that she said and i mean there's one picture of her saying like the future of film is female on a shirt <laughs> yeah. bill she's directing and of course um but one of the things she said was like she wanted people to see themselves in danny's character a little bit and contest mm-hmm. this so they deliberately made her relatable so that you had to like contend with that and, and which to a degree i think is is a healthy thing but mm-hmm. if if but well, what what you mean in an ultimate sense is like do do i need i need to be the white ally who shuts up and right, right. lets the de-uncenters myself and lets the activist take center stage and just support them that's again like that's what i should be looking for okay no nope yeah, yeah. I, i'm not okay with that yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's weird too cuz if that was her goal it was like should everybody somehow relate to the fact that they hate themselves cuz danny clearly did not like herself her situation Mm -hmm. oh yeah and the way in which she went about changing it like is that is that what we're supposed to see in each other and i mean or in ourselves um and i I don't know that's just that's such a a seedy greasy message to me and it's very
1: hopeless it's it leaves okay if i'm supposed to see myself in her like where am i supposed to go at the end of this and again it's the activism and, and and taking a back seat rather than Making amends for the pain that you've caused, or being becoming a better person—that's not the goal. The goal is not to become a better person, or improve, or learn from your mistakes, or heal broken relationships, or move on and find a new uh, path and meaning in your life. That that eliminates being a terrible person. It's just about the the lesson you need to learn is sit down and shut up. (laughs) And like, so if I relate to Danny, then that that's that's I'm just the privileged white guy who needs to. I shouldn't be talking anymore. To uncenter myself. I'm gonna like take okay.
0: the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag we are not okay after watching I'm that. Okay. No, we're doing we're doing just fine. Uh, yeah, so uh, an interesting movie with tangled woke themes and an apparently unlikable protagonist. Those are our thoughts on Not Okay. If you guys watched the film, drop your thoughts down below and let us know how you felt about it. What is your film score? What's your woke score? We would love to know and love to hear from you. Get your perspective. Did you like it? Did you not like it? And if you haven't watched Not Okay yet, are you going to watch it after our (laughs) review of the movie? Maybe just for for giggles? Uh, Let me know in the comments down below. And if you like what we talked about today, please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we go live and every single time we post a new video for you guys. Have a fantastic weekend and we'll see you on Monday. Bye, guys.